mental fitness is very, very similar. Right. The definition of mental fitness is our ability to get through life's downs, maintaining a positive rather than negative mindset. And you do that the same, the same exact way you build up your physical fitness. You start building mental fitness up over time, starting with small things you can manage, building up over time. It's like going to a gym. Right. Building, doing your first day in the gym, you don't bench, bench press 300 pounds. Maybe bench pressing the bar, right? Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Start small. Sure. And listen, fitness, man, getting to the gym is a first step, man. So there you go. You already won. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson back for another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. That's right. You've got it locked to the Audacious Living Podcast, and I appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I encourage you to follow us on our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle The Audacious Pod, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel simply by tapping that bell down below ding 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 and that way you're connected to all good things audacious related now on this episode on this episode of the podcast we'll be talking about what it means to be mentally fit and why it's so important for each and every one of us to exercise mental fitness practices into our daily regimen it's probably a good idea to first off define what mental fitness is for those who aren't familiar with the term. You see, mental fitness is defined as a state of well-being and having a positive sense of how we, we think, how we feel, and how we act. It means keeping your brain and emotional health in good shape. And it doesn't mean that we're, we're acing tests or practicing memory games or thinking puzzles, but rather exercise that keep you mentally well and build your resilience in times of stress. Colin C. Thompson visits the Audacious Living Podcast all the way from Shanghai, China for a delightful chat on the topic of mental fitness and some of the things that we can do to incorporate it into our daily lives. Colin is a certified life coach, coach specializing in personal development and career coaching, as well as being the principal owner of his own coaching firm. I guarantee you it is a great conversation that you will definitely enjoy. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Colin Thompson. Enjoy. Hey, Colin, it is great to have you with me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. I appreciate you making the time like this, my man. Yeah, it's not a problem at all. It's uh, it's um, it's an honor. <laughs> it's an, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that guy. It's an honor to be here on your podcast. But honestly, it's great to share my message, my story, have yep. a conversation for your audience. I hope they gain something out of our conversation. That's the goal. I mean, for me, I always say if, if at the end of this conversation, one person go, wow, I heard Audley and Colin talking about this, and I'm going to use that and it makes a difference for him, I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm good. You know, so that, that, that's my aim. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time uh, on this episode or this conversation rather uh, about uh, positive intelligence, uh, mental fitness, how it can make us better, how we can grow, how we can evolve and, and all that good stuff. And this is a space that you spend a lot of time in. So maybe maybe as a starting point, Colin, if you can kind of give just a, so, we, so we're on the same page here with respect to understanding, you know, what mental, you know, what, what, what positive intelligence and mental fitness is. Okay, Ali, so I'm going to, I'm bear with me, I'm going to, I'm going to answer that by asking you a question. Sure, okay? sure. Because a lot of people don't know what mental fitness is. Okay. But if I ask you, Ali, what is physical fitness? That's, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your body, you know, you're exercising, you're working out, you're training. Yeah, you're getting your body in peak uh, physical performance. Right. So a few things there, right? You're working out, which means more than just once. And yes. you're getting stronger over time. Yes. I like to say that if you were in poor physical fitness and tried to climb a steep hill, you get very tired. You would make it, but you'd be breathing hard, legs heavy, and you might say to yourself, "Woo, I need to get in shape. Mental fitness is very, very similar. Right. The definition of mental fitness is our ability to get through life's downs maintaining a positive rather than negative mindset and you do that the same the same exact way you build up your physical fitness you start building mental fitness up over time starting with small things you can manage building up over time it's like going to a gym right building doing your first day in the gym you don't bench, bench press 300 pounds maybe bench pressing the bar right sure, <laughs> you sure, start, sure. You start small sure. Listen, man, getting to the gym is the first step, man. So there you go. You already won. (laughs) Yeah. But mental fitness, you want to start trying to build up over time such that you're able to take life's highs even, life lows. You want to be able to manage those and maintain a positive mindset. And it's very, very hard to do. But with practice and staying at it, you absolutely can do that. Once you get there, it's a great power to have. Yeah, it's 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 the, the the ups and downs of life, and I think a really good thing, at least from, from, from you know from my perspective, uh, the word the word perspective, I'm going to use that again. Perspective is is very important to have because if you understand that you know there are going to and you and you articulate there are going to be ups and downs of life, and it, it's our response to them. Right. Exactly. And how we react to it. So I think that that's I agree with you wholeheartedly. Life is ups and downs and it's going to suck sometimes. But at the same time, there's, there are moments it's going to be fantastic and great. Absolutely. Um, Jim Rohn used to always say it's about the set of your sail. Right. The same wind blows on all of us. But it's about the set of your sail. Right. Some boats are going to crash and crash, not crash and yeah. burn in the water. Yeah. I'm going to crash and sink, right? Yes, 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 yes. We're going to find the way through. So it's really about the set of the sail. And we've all tried to make important decisions when we're not in the right mental place. When you're angry, don't make decisions. When you're scared, don't make decisions, right? When you're not in a positive mindset, don't make decisions. But so many, so many of us do make decisions because we're constantly in a, if not negative, a non-positive mindset. And we want to sort of change that dynamic and start making decisions when you're in a neutral or positive mindset. Right. And, and, and that, and that one uh, involves a lot of work, Colin, because our, our emotions can absolutely get the best of us. Um, they can steer us down this path, which oftentimes does more damage than good, more positive than negative. Uh, but, but then, you know, it's almost like you've got, but on the other, on the other side, when the rational neutral, you know, 
voice steps in, it's able to say, well, no, no, this, this doesn't make sense to do. Why don't you look at this as an, as a possible angle? So it's really good to sort of be che- almost like checking ourselves, like where we're at in a moment when we make those decisions, because in, in, you, you might be validated in that emotional moment, but it doesn't mean it's still the right decision. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, it's very hard to, it's very hard to calm down when you're in the moment. It's very hard to think rationally when you're in the moment. So I tell people, don't try to, right? Get through the moment and then think back, reflect, right? Because now you have something very positive. You have an experience or experiences to reflect back upon. And the one question you want to ask yourself is, what would I do differently next time? And if you really focus on that and think about it, what happens is if you sit down on the couch and, and think about free throws, shooting free throws, shooting free throws, shooting free throws. And there was a study about this. They had two, 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 two groups. One group didn't do anything. Well, three groups. One group didn't do anything. Another group practiced free throws on the line. Another group thought about it. And they found out that the group that actually shot free throws yeah. and a group that thought about it, that, that, uh, thought about it, they both had improvement. So if you think about a past situation or one upcoming and say to yourself, how would I act differently? you're more than likely, if you really, really lean into it, you're more than likely slowly over time going to act different. But the mm. first part is what we call a saboteur interceptor because anytime we judge ourselves or we get triggered, it's a saboteur. It's a part of us that's lying to us. And the mm. first part is saying, okay, I'm being triggered again. Right. Right. Because you have to have that mindset, yeah, and the recognition first that, okay, here I go again. Right. Right, right, right. The saboteur's mindset is 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 prevalent, and it's, I think that, that you know that voice is always there. And again, it's how we respond to it. I also got to show some love. You talked about free throws. You know, I'm a basketball guy, so you know I'm gonna jump on that and say you're absolutely right. If you can visualize it and you can see it happen, you can make it happen. And so I think it works the other way too. That if you're visualizing this negative thing, it's almost like it's like that self fulfilling prophecy, almost right, that we're creating for ourselves, and it really comes back to visualization. Yeah it's, yeah, it's about living life. There's two A's, right? Okay. Apprehension, anticipation. Okay. A lot of times when we live our life, if we're doubting ourselves in the negative mindset, when we think about our future and we can't really see our future, you're going to take baby steps or you're going to put your toe in, your toe in, a, in, in the water or you're not going to do anything. And you're going to find year after year after year, you're living the same life because you're being very, very apprehensive and you're not knowing what to do. You're feeling like everything you're doing is wrong and or you're just not being bold. But if you live in a calm, you have a positive mindset, you feel encouraged, you go to that anticipation where you can't wait for life's next challenge. Because yes. life's next challenge is going to give you what? More solutions. You yes. can't wait to see what happens tomorrow because tomorrow you're going to find more opportunity as yes. opposed to saying, tough day today. Gosh, I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning. You know, right. right? Very different. So the two A's, uh, apprehension, where you're really not bought into what you can do. Right. And anticipation, where you're looking forward to what's yeah. going to happen next. Colin, I truly, truly, and I've said this many times, that I truly, truly believe that the, the, the quality and value of life significantly increases when you can find something or have something you can look forward to uh, on a daily basis. Like you get up, you're excited. Imagine, you know, getting up every day. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. This is about to happen. Like imagine that feeling every day, that energy that it creates, that positive outlook that you you, you, you seem to always have now yeah. when you're excited. It's tough to do, but if, you, if you're able to get yourself in that space, man, you've, you, you've got the, uh, the golden key right there, man. I agree. If you can do that, you got the golden key. It is hard to do that and maintain that, not even on a on a on a regular basis, 
but on a consistent basis. Yeah. But what I found is, is when you can't, right? What tricks, what tools do you have to get yourself back up? Because I, I always say, you know, we're all going to have, have, have tough, tough hours, tough minutes, tough days, tough weeks, right. tough months, and hopefully not tough years. But when you do get into that negative mind space or, or just not comfortable mind space, how quickly can you get back to a positive mindset? And it takes time. I tell folks when you're in, when you're, when you've been triggered and you're not feeling too, too positive about things, don't focus on turning it around. Okay. Be in that moment because when you get out of that moment, I want you to think back about it and think about how uncomfortable it was, right? right? So be in that moment, get it out of your system and then say to yourself, okay, I was in a funk for two days. If I go through the same scenario again, how can I be in a funk for one day, mm. right? One day, right? And knowing though that you can do that and, and slowly starting to say, last time I went through this, and I know day two is just me having a pity party. Okay, day right. one, justified. Day one, I, I, sure. I, I was just yeah, trying to yeah, feel bad. Yeah, but yeah. day two was just more, more Netflix and pity party. Next time, no Netflix, no pity party, right? Little things like that to help you just say, you know what? Let me see if I can rebound a little faster. Oh, by the way, I was triggered again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mindful. I was triggered again. And you know, so it really interesting about that. And I, and I love the way you broke it down. What's really interesting about that is, is you, 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 you can actually build up momentum, right? So uh, it's, it's, you, you go through a tough situation, a tough experience, right? And you get to the other side, and you're like, well, I'm still here. Like, you know, my world didn't fall apart like I thought it would. And then the next time you see something similar or like it, you know, you're like, I've done this before. There's no reason why I can't do it again. And, and so you, you move through that one a bit quicker. And let's just say, because that's what, the way life is, you come into another situation. You've now built up this resource of past successes that have told you, I've done this before, I, I can do it again. So it's almost, and as crazy as it sounds for some people, you're almost better off going through these challenges and going through the experiences because that's what will make you better in the long run. Yeah, a lot of people say that, you know, you need to have ups and downs to have a fulfilled life. Yeah. If you've if you've never had any ups and downs, then one of the things, you cannot connect with people. Right. You gotta have empathy for people unless you've been been through that yourself. And yeah. I'll tell you something funny. I turned forty nine um, in August this year, and I was happy so birthday, happy belated. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm so entering excited. my fiftieth year this year. So there we go. Really? Okay. Yeah. So okay, we're both going through the same thing, right? <laughs> my my wife was saying, Colin, you're getting old because she's ten years younger than me. Colin, you're getting old. Why are you so excited? I said, honey, do you understand that for the first time in my life, I have 48 years of experience to apply to year 49. I love and it. if I look at it like that, right, 48 years of experience and what I've learned and applied to year 49, how can year 49 not be the best year of my life? Wow. And oh, by the way, when I turned 50, I have 49 years of experience. <laughs> I love it. I'll tell you, Colin, I'm definitely using that on my 50th, guaranteed. <laughs> I love it. But no, you're right, though. And, 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 and it's so much about perspective because at the same time, at the same time, you could also say, man, I've had a rough 48 years, man. It's been hard. And I don't know how I did it. Like, you know, but you're, but to be excited about the experiences because you're able to draw and pull from. And I think that's, so when we talk about the, the, the power of being mentally fit, I think it's being able to take the lessons from past experiences and move forward with. Um, I, I think it's kind of a natural progression. We're talking about, you know, being mentally fit. And we talk, we've spent some time talking about the power and the significance and the importance. Let's talk about the how, like how do you go about uh, training your mind on a regular basis? Yeah, so there are there are several 
different tips. Now, mm-hmm. now we have a program that we, that we go through. I'm not going to go through the program, right? Because that, that's more semantics. I yep. want to talk about some real tips. So here are a few tips what people can start to do to really start to identify and use the past as a positive lesson. Okay. So if you think of after you've, after you've turned the age of 10, right? You know, cut your life up into chapters of, let's say, 8, 9, 10, right? So 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and then think back and label each chapter. Gotcha. Right? What is, and think about it, what is the, the title of the chapter and what is the theme of that chapter, right? And now, as you come up to where you are now and you start to say to yourself, okay, two things. What is the, well, three things, excuse me. What is the title of my current chapter and its theme? What is the title of my next chapter and its theme? Mm. And last question is, when will that chapter start? That's important because nine times or eight times out of 10, when people have looked at their life in the past, they're going to say one or two things. But in reality, it wasn't so bad. Right. And they're going to use that to have them have a good plan for the future. Or they're going to say, wow, you know, I, I really got to make a change. Yeah. I got to make a change. And I'm going to make it for the next chapter. This chapter has to end. It's my last chapter in this area. So that's one way of doing it. Cutting your life into chapters, asking yourself, what is the title of my current chapter? Yes. What is the theme? And then what is the title and theme of my next chapter? And when will that start? That's one way to start that process. But, but to really handle the day-to-day, the first thing is recognizing when you're getting triggered gotcha. and then sort of ranking it. So for example, what I mean is, um, <laughs> you know, pet peeves, right? Pet peeves yes, are absolutely. little things that bother us that aren't that deep, but they do mm-hmm. trigger us. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to really start start being able, if you can't handle some coworkers, if you can't handle certain things life, life has given you and you find yourself repeatedly um, being depressed, being upset because the same things are happening, start with something small like a pet peeve. And right. that pet peeve, say to yourself, this pet peeve, okay, when I, when I get triggered, okay, I'm being triggered again. Mm-hmm. Being triggered. So be mindful first and then saying, second step, I'm going to take a different action. And then start doing that slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. And then once you're able to do that, take on another pet peeve, mm-hmm. a bigger one. And I'll give you, I'll let you jump in, but I'll give you a very good example of one okay. I had to go for. Okay. Okay. So I live in Shanghai, Shanghai, China, a yep. city of 20. And let's be clear, a, a Canadian in Shanghai, China. Let's, let's you know, shout out to a Canadian born there. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go further. A Jamaican Canadian. Jamaican oh, Canadian. there you go. I knew I liked you for a reason. There you go. Yeah. So Shanghai, a city of 20 million people, and you've never experienced rush hour on a subway like you experienced it here in Shanghai. It right. is tough. It is tough. So I've learned to get in early so I can get out early. Right. When I used to commute to work, my goal in the morning, Adley, was the moment I leave my front door, my goal is to get to my desk as fast as possible. Gotcha. I was one of those guys, not smiling too much, get in and get out, going right. through all the people. And the subways here are crazy. Odds are you're not getting a seat, okay? Odds are if your cell phone rings, you can't reach your pocket because wow. it's so packed up in the two story, right? Wow. So my thing is, fine, I'll deal with that. When this subway door opens, Okay. And as I'm going to tell you, I'm being very petty, my pet peeve. I'll, I'll tell you that now, right? Okay. Okay. When this subway door opens, I want to get out, up the escalator, out, out, out the subway station. So, subway door opens, everybody falls out, there's an escalator. I turn a corner. On the right, people are standing. 
on left people walking up and yes. one person does what stops yeah, right. stops, and everybody just comes to a halt and it just burns me up yes, yes and that's yes. why what made my first mistake i start judging others I started saying, oh, this person must be stupid. Mm. Don't they know? Stand on the on the on the right, walk on the left. It's everybody knows this. You stupid. Do, 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 yeah. Do. Yeah. And yeah. I would be pissed off for at least wow. 30, 35 minutes. Wow. So that was the perfect place for me to start. So after I started saying, okay, Colin, okay, you're getting upset again. Get upset, but be sure. mindful that you're doing it the first right. few times. And then I said, okay, if I know I'm getting upset, if I know I'm being triggered, just don't get upset, right? Because yes. it's nothing going to change. The big change was when I said, okay, when this subway door opens, we, we pile out, yep. turn the corner, Colin, no matter what I see, I'm not going to get triggered. And I'll tell you what, I turned the corner, and that day, everybody walked. The next day, somebody stopped, right? And right. I said, okay, okay. And because I didn't get upset, I started thinking about the person, not yeah. judging, but saying, you yes. know what, maybe they have a bad leg mm. or, or maybe they're not healthy. Maybe there's a reason mm. why you shouldn't, you shouldn't walk up, walk up escalator. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I started now to remove that as being something that, that triggered me. And once I had that victory, I yes. moved on to a bigger pet peeve gotcha. and then bigger. It's the same exact thing as going to the gym and starting with 10 pounds, 15 yes. pounds, 20 pounds, yes. mental fitness, building up your, your, your mental muscles. So, so I, I, great analogy. I love the way you broke that down. The, the piece that jumps out right away is the importance of being mindful and recognizing in that exact moment, what is happening mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to yourself as well as to what's going on around you. And I, I, I don't think you're able to take that step forward without being able to demonstrate that mindfulness that you described and explained. And, 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 and really why I like that analogy, because it really, well, a story is what it really does. It, it tells you and it shows you what's happening in the moment. And in the moment, I'm getting triggered. In the moment, I'm getting frustrated. In the moment, I'm being judgmental. In the moment, I'm losing control. And uh, and so the mindfulness helps with that. I also like the way you 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 introduce compassion. You know, maybe something is going on here for this person. Maybe they can't. Maybe so now you're op is, is, is you're opening your mind, and right. you know you're not being judgmental. Going okay, that may and you know, that makes sense. So maybe there's a reason why this person can. So the compassion thing works hand in hand with that, and I love that. So great, great, great story. Yeah, you know, I was talking to somebody today, and I was telling her about about empathy. Yeah. And she was having she was feeling some resentment towards somebody. And I said, build up the empathy toward that person because empathy and resentment can't coexist. Right. So the more you build up the empathy for the person, the less resentment you'll have for that person. And Ali, I want to add one thing to that story. Yeah. Yeah. Now there, there was one, I, I had an aha moment as well, because as anything, there are some days we're just not as strong. So I had been over that pet peeve. I've been doing well. Um, and one day it wasn't even in rush hour, but there are people on both sides. And a lady stopped and I said to her, I said, why don't you walk? And she said to me, look at the sign. The sign says, don't walk on the escalator. And wow. all these years, I never saw that sign before. Oh, wow. It, it was there. I never read it. And I was like, damn, she's right. And I said to her, I said, you're right. You're right. Wow. And that helped. And that helped so much. Yes. Not to, because now I realize that 
you know, it's not because she's not dumb or she doesn't want to walk or there's something wrong with her or nothing like that. Yeah. She saw the sign and is responding to it. Yeah, the sign says, don't walk. I never knew that. Wow. <laughs> so it was very easy for me after that to just manage that. Wow, wow, wow. That's a great one. I, I, I also want to go back to the point you talked about breaking down her life in chapters, because I think that's a, I think that's a really, really good exercise to go through. Um, the part about that that I, 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 I that stuck with me and why I wanted to mention it is the idea of breaking down the life down in chapters, but knowing when they start and stop. Right. And knowing when the new one, knowing when one has ended and when new one has begun. A little right. bit of mindfulness as well, but it really is is helping you to become aware of what's happening to you when the changes are happening to you and when that's taking yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. And when your audience does this, they can they can cut chapter whenever they want, right? We tend to say eight, 10 years because you have right. a lot of experience at that time, but they can do it any any amount of chapter they want. It could be based on my college years. It could be based on whatever it is, right? The important thing is, is cutting it and saying, what is the title? Yeah. And what is the theme? What yeah. is the theme? Because yeah. you want to compare yeah. themes, right? Yeah. Have you, are you changing as your life is changing? Or yes. are things staying the same? And those both are very, very loud. If, you, if nothing is changing, that means you need to change. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. if you can't recognize this, because, like, because I'm sure you'll, you'll say, you know, some people go through that exercise and say, yeah, I, I can't see a difference. Like, I've just lived my whole life. My life has been the entire complete same. And it hasn't. We've evolved. We've grown. Experiences, whether we recognize it or not, experiences help us. And they help. And in some instances, they change us. And so, you know, the, we aren't, you know, the person we're in chapter one isn't the same when we are in chapter nine. It's different. So yeah, and I think for those folks who 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 believe their life hasn't changed, I think they're not digging deep enough, right? But mm. again, that's one of the first things to do, right? Is to put your life in chapters and focus on going forward. One of the things we do in coaching, and people ask me a lot of times, what's the difference between coaching and therapy? Okay. Well, in therapy, we focus on things experienced in the past and help you come to terms with that. That's therapy. With coaching, we acknowledge the past and focus everything on the future. Got you. Right? Everything Got you. on the future. So the focus now is, okay, we know, I can tell you with me, I've messed up, okay? Sure. I've messed up. And the, the beautiful thing is I've learned to stop judging myself for it. I learned now to have um, honest discernment and just saying, Colin, man, you made some mistakes, chalk it up, look forward, right? Now we're doing going forward. So we try to make people look at, it doesn't matter what happened in the past. Your full focus should be on your future. Somebody said the greatest pull you have in life should be the pull of the future. And the future pulls you if you have anticipation. Anticipation is really driven by having some really, really juicy, realistic goals. Right. right? That really, you have a strong and powerful why. And as you mentioned, we wake up every morning looking forward to going after those goals. Mm, mm, I love it. I love it. Um, something I've heard you say a couple of times and on this conversation past is about the, our, our mind. And I, and I want to go back to the mind because I thought it was a really interesting quote. You talked about the mind being our best friend, but it could be our worst enemy as well. Um, I wonder if you can explain that because I think that's, that's, that's enlightening in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that, that's the crux of mental fitness. You know, your mind could be your best friend encouraging you or it could be your worst enemy telling you, you, you can't do that. Mm. You're not as smart as him, right? You know what you're doing. Hey, you tried it before and you messed up, right? Right, right. Or you're too angry. You're not a good father, right? Right. 
So all these negative emotions or, or thoughts that come from ourselves, our own mind. And we have, we have in mental fitness, positive intelligence, we have 10 saboteurs, the judge being the main saboteur. And we judge in three ways. We judge ourselves. And when we judge ourselves, it's rarely ever positive. Okay. Right. We judge other people. Look at him, look at her while they're doing this, while they're doing that. Or we judge the environment. And those three things. So we have to learn how to have be non-judgmental in those areas. And then we have nine saboteurs. I'm not going to go through each saboteur. Sure, but sure, these saboteurs sure. are many versions of us on our shoulder, fitting into our air, right? Fitting into our air. There's one called the victim. The victim is, oh, woe is me. The whole world is against me. Every time I try to do something, something positive, the world goes against me. Another one is the pleaser. I want to make everybody happy. Right. And I do it because I want them to appreciate me. Mm. I want them to really need me. Yep. The problem with pleasers is they don't let people know how to please them. So the offer, the offer, they offer gifts so much, they feel empty. Yes. So what we have to learn to do is we have to learn to sort of tamp down the voices of our saboteurs and build up the voice of our sage. And our sage is on the other shoulder yes. speaking to us. But as you know, Sometimes if you if you open a newspaper, open a newspaper, if you go online, if you open the newspaper on the busy subway, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. Odds are, odds are your eyes are gonna stop yes. on negative headlines, mm. not positive headlines. So our mind is conditioned now to pay more attention to the negative, which is why it goes back to that first thing, being aware. So, that first step being aware of when you're being sabotaged because your sage can't out yell your saboteurs that's it once you learn how to hear better right hear the hear the truth you'll realize your saboteurs are lying to you mm. you realize that your sage and your sage attitude is there's a gift and opportunity in every scenario yes it may not seem like it at the moment but in reflection there's a gift and opportunity in each and every scenario that is no well said well said like as you're saying i'm like you're absolutely correct and um it's about it's about getting there and understanding that and recognizing that and then I'll, you know it, it's it's the, the mindfulness is, is big and all we're talking about here it, it creates awareness uh it can lead just to us being happier uh leading more fulfilling lives and i think that's really the path that we need to go down um on path we need to go down i need to sort of talk about your path and like we joked about you know you being from north york canada being right, canadian right, right, jamaican right, canadian right, right, in shanghai right. china uh you know that's that's a, a huge leap a cavernous leap for a, a some hugely yes yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got you got to help me out man colin yeah how'd okay. that happen okay i will do that i want you to ask me again for another tip okay I have another oh. tip later to come back on okay okay so 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 it's a, it, it's an interesting story at least to me it's, it's interesting okay so, golly, man, I want to say almost, how old am I? Maybe six, I'm not 60, but maybe 60 years ago, my older sister, 60, my parent, my family was living in, in Jamaica. And yeah. my dad wanted a better life. A lot of Jamaicans leave and either go to, sure. to, to Europe, um, Europe, Canada, Jamaica, Europe, Canada, or United States. The U.S., yeah. My father, my father was lucky enough to go from the small, warm, tropical island of Jamaica yes. to cold as all get out toronto and yes. i mean cold like what nine months out of the year anyway i get you well yeah <laughs> i can relate my parents did the same thing i got you <laughs> toronto um and then again in the early 80s he decided that canada is a great place opportunity but for some reason 
the U.S. is paying as the real land of milk and honey. So we, we, we might immigrate again from Canada to the United States. So I always say I'm a son of double immigrants. I'm an immigrant myself. Mm. Um, my father, well, growing grew up in Canada, as you may know, growing up in Canada, it's a very diverse environment. Yes. Very, very diverse. Very, very diverse. Much so. yep. Very diverse. And outside, you had the, that's the Canadian culture. In our house, Jamaican culture. Yes. Right? You, can smell, you can smell in the air, curry, everything, yes. right? Yes, yes. We went from Canada to the U.S. and overnight, things totally, totally different. The atmosphere in the U.S., especially for a Black American family, was very, not going to say hostile, but it wasn't what we were used to in, in Canada. Yes. So now I have the culture, Canadian culture, Jamaican culture inside the household, Yes. and the U.S. culture. So I got used to three stark different cultures. And one of the things my, my parents, my relatives, they all said, travel the world, get experience. Don't just travel on holiday. Go somewhere for a long amount of time and learn other cultures, learn other ways of doing things, learn from people who don't look like you. So I was very fortunate when I, when I hit my early to mid-30s, not yet married, not yet settled down, mm-hmm. I was able to um, get an opportunity with IBM at the time. They had a managerial program that was, that said they would be able to give me one international rotation. So, so right? my whole focus was getting abroad. And as you know, one of the best ways of going abroad with security is going with a company, right? right. Going with a company because you're protected. So I joined IBM in 2006 and spent a year and a half in Poughkeepsie, New York, also not mm-hmm. too warm. And mm-hmm. luckily, the, the fourth rotation sent me to Shenzhen, China. And people always ask me, they Colin, so wow, how did you choose China? Of all the world, how did you choose China? I said, my, my man just said, Colin, you're going to China. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, okay. And that was 2008. And I've been here, been here ever since. It's been, it's been quite a tremendous experience. And, and uh, uh, you, you fall into the, the coaching realm while you're there. Um, I want to sort of talk about coaching from a different cultural perspective now, because you're a Canadian, Jamaican, U.S. in China, and you're coaching, and and so I would I would assume that as much as this is universal, some of the, the principles that there are some sort of cultural aspects that come into that taking consideration as well into your work, is it not? Absolutely, absolutely. And let me say, I I back into coaching. And once I got into it, I turned around and dove head first. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've always been very big on motivating people, um, yeah. you know, inspiring. Um, in high school, I'll tell you real quick, in, in, high, in high school, well, growing up in the United States, because we weren't born there, we never had this slave mentality. A lot of African-Americans in the United States, not to their fault, but just the way the culture is there, they grew up in an environment where they should live in certain neighborhoods. They shouldn't try to be certain things in life. We didn't have that. So we just thought the whole whole world, we can be anything we want. And I always tell my friends, man, you can do more, you can do more, you can do more, not just through sports. So I was right. always good at trying to encourage and uplift and, and give back. Yep. So I think my my peers felt that when I was here in China, because in 20, 2010, mm-hmm. 2012, I was living in Shanghai mm-hmm. and an, an internal coach recruited me in IBM to still have my regular role, but also be a, an internal coach. And they trained me up and I started coaching. Right. And it was like, wow. It wow. was so, it was, I never, I never one-on-one mm-hmm. help somebody or encourage somebody to go after 
their goals, their dreams. Right. And, right. and then for them to come back even a month later and say, Colin, let me tell you what happened. Like, wow, this is great because of motivation. Oddly, I can tell you, you give me an hour, I will motivate the heck out of you. And tomorrow, <laughs> you'll be motivated. You'll be motivated. Tomorrow, you'll be motivated. But next week, not so much. Mm. Not so much. Right. But coaching to me, it's not about motivation, but coaching is about working with, with, with somebody and helping yes. them be consistent in reaching their goals. Right. Yes. When they have that bad day, fine, let's keep going. Yes. So coaching to me was a missing piece. So I dove into that in 2018, 2016. 2015, excuse me, in 2018, I launched my own little boutique coaching okay. and training company. I say boutique because it's just me, right? So, so gotcha. it's very, very, very boutique. Gotcha. But to, to your question about, about how you coach people from different backgrounds, one of the different coaches, excuse me, one of the greatest things about being here in Shanghai is on a daily basis, you come into contact with people from all different parts of the, of the planet. Mm-hmm. You have Germans, you have Africans, you have... Wow. Um, 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 European Germans are Europeans, yeah, but you have people yeah. from almost everywhere, yes. And yes. If you're, if you're not forced, if you're really open and you want to learn, if you, and you have a lot of questions, you start spending time with them and you learn more about their culture. And yes. through that, when it comes to coaching, first of all, when it comes to coaching, it, you know, I went through a rigorous pro program which gives you the tools to coach, right? So sometimes if you're able to read your client correctly, you know what tools to use. And again, if in your personal life, you have friends in that culture, it only helps you to be able to resonate with some of the things your clients are saying. Right, 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 right. I, lo- I love it. And, and, you know, as you sort of talk about sort of the international flavor that you've now been exposed to there, uh, really what speaks to me is that, you know, regardless where we're from, you know, we, we all need, the, the, you know, the, the coaching principles and aspects are the same. Right. They, 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 you know, we need coaching. We need support. We need to help meet our goals. We, you know, it's, 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 you know, people, the saboteurs that exist, you know, it's the same for everyone. It doesn't matter where you're from. And so uh, I I really appreciate that international perspective because it's not something we, you think about, you just sort of think in my space, in my world, I'm the only one that knows about this. I'm the only one that experiences. No one else could possibly understand what it's like to go through what I'm experiencing. But even as you're talking, I'm like, absolutely, we're all connected. Absolutely, we're the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I'll share an interesting story. So mm-hmm. in, in our positive intelligence program, this is a seven-week program, uh, and I'm not selling him telling the story. Um, one, of, one of my clients, who, 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 a good friend of mine personally, okay, he was, he was telling the story about his childhood, because one, one of our activities, going to find a childhood picture of yourself and develop an empathy for that child. For that child. It helps mm. develop empathy for who you, are, who you are now. And he showed us a picture. And in a picture, I said, interesting, where are you? He goes, oh, we're in a, a refugee camp. So he spent a few years in a refugee camp coming from Rwanda. Okay. I didn't know that. I had no idea about that. Mm. And I just sat down and we talked for hours just on that experience. And, you know, I said to myself, wow, I had actually stopped digging into my friend's life, like asking questions, asking questions. Yeah. I've known this guy for like five years and never knew that. Mm. And after that conversation, that reminded me that I do need to ask questions. Tell me your story, because everybody right. has a story. Now, I learned one thing. Even if it's negative, people love telling their story. And that's where we learn. That, that's what helps us to be able to be open to hearing different ways of doing things yes. and different cultures. Yes. And that, and that, and that very much feeds into having, uh, again, we talk about positive fitness, mental fitness, and being open, being willing to listen, sharing, engaging with others, 
using those to and broaden your own enlightenment or perspectives. I think that so that's all I think that fits all down that alley and it's a good place for us to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, man. Um Carl, I just I, again, I, I, I love the work and I, and I and I love your approach and 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 and, and why I guess for me why it's it's really nice and, and and exhilarating to talk about this is because so here on this podcast we spend so much time talking about the the significance of demonstrating that audacity and being bold mm-hmm. and going after things that you're meant to because if we hold ourselves back. Like it, it's, you know, it, it's causing us more harm than good because we're not being that person that we're supposed to. And, you know, you clearly have them because you're doing all sorts of outstanding things. So, Ali, let me let me tell you, um, um, I'm learning how to be a storyteller. Um, okay. I used to just talk a lot. I'm still in the middle of talking a lot without telling good stories, so just bear with me. And this, this, this is something very near and dear to me. About, I want to say, three weeks ago, okay. I woke up in the middle of the night and I said, what the hell did I do? Right. You know, you know, sometimes when people want to make a change in their lives and they say, we're going to burn our ships, so we must succeed. When I left IBM and formed my own company, one of the first things I said, I have a dream, I have a goal, I'm going for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm in my resume, I'm not applying for a single job. That was four years ago. Okay. I, I had some good technical skills back then. Now, right. no, right? And my business is growing, but it's not where I want it to be yet. And now I have two young kids. I woke up saying, what did I do? I really burnt my ships. I don't have a choice. And for about <laughs> two days, I was really very nervous saying, right. oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. Again, coming from a place of apprehension. Yes. And my wife um, showed me a video that she took that day. Behind my apartment, we have this little, it's like a park, right? Okay. She hung a hammock um, on, on between two trees. And in that hammock swinging was my three-year-old son, Mm-hmm. And my 10-month-old daughter, and they're swimming without a care in the world, mm-hmm. right? And Carefree. I saw that, yeah, and I, I, I was like, I said, Colin, I said, okay, man, you're tripping. It's going to be okay. If, if they have no idea what's going on, then it's not that important, right? right. And since right. then, I have, again, woke myself up, shook myself loose, and said, you know what? Now I'm very much anticipating the next challenge because I'm going to have a hell of a story to tell in another year. Right. So I look at it like one of the things is so. So I'll go back to this. So, Ali, here's a question for you. OK, yep. it is a trick question. OK, I'm ready. OK, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so finish the sentence. I will be happy when. When you finish the sentence. No, I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will be happy when uh, I've met my goals of helping every person I come in contact with live an audacious life. Okay. That sounds great. Not, is not correct. Right. But, okay. you know, so this is another tip for your yeah. audience on how they can really start to, to get the positive mindset. Yes. Be happy now. Mm. Don't wait on anything else to be happy because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Don't wait for the race. Don't the race give me don't don't wait for the job, don't wait for the girlfriend, the spouse. Don't wait. Be happy now, right? Be happy now. And I, I like to say, you know, do a flash forward exercise. So flash forward exercise to being happy now. But the question is, how can I be happy right now in the current circumstances? Flash forward. Imagine you're having a conversation with your wiser elder self. Mm-hmm. Now your wiser elder self is about to pass on. But in very strong mindset, very strong physical, they've had a great life. 
a very right. fulfilled life. And now they're giving you advice on what is important right now and how to be happy now. Right. What would they say to you? Right. What would they tell you is important right now and how to be happy now? And when people ask that question, a lot of times they come to tears. Mm. Right. Because it's very, very deep. But be happy now. Ask your elder, wiser self, have the conversation. What's important right now? And how can I be happy right now? And they'll give you the answer. Yes. They will give you the answer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Staying present and enjoying the now and appreciating the power in this right now. You know, right now, Colin, you and I are engaged in a wonderful conversation. I'm very pleased about, and I'm very happy that I'll know that I'll share this with my audience and, you know, someone will go, oh, wow, this has been enlightening. So understanding yeah. what's happening in the now and the, in, in the exact moment. You know, I, I remember seeing a quote somewhere and I'm going to mess it up because I, I, I do that sometimes. But, you know, if you're, if you're worrying, um, about the, if you're worrying about the past, like if you think about the past, you're worrying about something I can't do nothing about. And if you're concerned with the future, that means you're, you're, that, that you're worried about the future as opposed to in this exact right now, in this moment, what's happening that's bringing me happiness, appreciation, joy, fulfillment. What is that? As opposed to thinking about things that you can't change anything about or things that are happening that you can't do anything that's going to happen about what's going to happen. Right. So Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier, right? About, about using the past, your past experiences, right? Yes. And if you view it as experiences where you're learning from it, then yes. you have, I'll say it again, you anticipate the future. You're in the here and now, but you're looking toward the future. Yes. Here and now, fine, right? But again, being, being happy with exactly where you are now, it might not be easy to do. But the first step is stop saying, I will be happy when. When. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Well, Colin, man, I've I've enjoyed our moments together, and I wanna I wanna say thank you for uh, uh, spending the time. Thank you for sharing. Uh, thank you for passing on great great insights um, uh, for our listeners who are, are maybe interested in, in hearing more about you and your work or what you've got going on. Where 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 can we set them? And what you know? What's the best place? Yeah. So there's two ways to get a hold of me. Um, huh? both, both websites. O-L-I-G-Y-E.com, O-L-I-G-Y-E.com, Consulting, Oligai.com. That is my business where I do my coaching training. And also ColinCThompson.com, C-O-L-I-N-C-Thompson.com. I'm sure Ed will have information on the site. Sure. And my, my Colin C. Thompson, that's where I do my speaking. Uh, I'm building up my, my speaking business on, on that side as well. So and I want to leave you with one more message. Um, What message do I want to leave you with? Nice. As a tip, <laughs> I was supposed to do a tip, right? Yeah, I did that. Now I'll be happy when. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, you yeah. snuck. You snuck it in on me there, but good. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you yeah. got it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. So one. One. Another. I have a lot of tips. Another tip I use to start building up or help build up the self confidence and self confidence and uh, positive mindset do go hand in hand. Yes. The more the more confident you have in yourself the more you, you believe that you can do. And as I mentioned, goals are nothing but our vision of our future, right? Mm -hmm. So if we think we can do, then we have to have strong goals. And one way to really build up your self-confidence, S-E-L-F, and I'm putting a focus on self. Um, so Adley, you, you, you're a basketball guy, so you, you, you play basketball and you, you report it. Um, cheerleaders, what is the role of a cheer team? You're gonna hype the crowd up, man. Get everyone excited and 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 you know create positive energy. Yes, and I say that for pro sports. Okay, high school sports, middle school sports, 
the cheerleading team is there to encourage the team to get the team going. Yeah. And something that's interesting is the worse performing the team does, the louder and more this cheerleading team gets, like you mentioned, people into it. The more they encourage, encourage, encourage. We have to learn how to be our own best cheerleader. As we go through life and we make mistakes, encouragement from ourselves, right? Yes. And sometimes the more mistakes we make, the more encouragement we need. But we must be our, our own self, our own best cheerleader and not depend on anybody else to give us that encouragement. Now, we hope we get it. Yes. But if we don't get it, we must be our own best cheerleader. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, I love it. I love the approach. I love the philosophy. Uh, I think it's awesome. And really, uh, the, the, the best way to go through and live that uh, best audacious life I oftentimes talk about. And those are some of the really key tips to do so. Colin, this has been absolutely awesome. I appreciate the time. Thank you, my friend. Keep up the good work and we'll be in touch. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. back we are here on the podcast and of course i've got a big send a big shout out and thanks to colin for for being here again all the way from shanghai china i really appreciate you for taking the time and entering into a great dialogue on mental fitness and the things that we can do to improve our mental capacity so that we can respond better uh, to stress and other emotional situations that may arrive in our lives so again colin thank you for being here uh, and appreciate you and all the best my friend you know, when I think back to my conversation I had with Colin, he really left us with a lot of great nuggets of insight. But if there's just one thing that I would take from our chat, it would be this. We all know the far reaching benefits that physical fitness can have on our bodies and improving our overall health in, in our day to day lives. When we build up our bodies by developing muscles, we become stronger, leaner, and we have more energy or endurance. The same holds true when we build up our minds and become mentally fit. When we maintain our mental, we're maintaining an overall state of well-being while cultivating an awareness of the things that we think, the things that we feel, and how we choose to behave. In the same way we don't get strong by exercising once, our mental strength is, is, is the exact same. We've got to do it ongoing. The improvement is always, always there. It requires time, practice, and consistency. When we're mentally fit, the way we interact with the world is just different. We choose how to be and how to respond. We recognize that not every thought that enters our mind is accurate, true, or even good for us. Over time, all this adds up to a lot less stress and negative emotion and makes room for an audacious, mentally fit life. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com and entering your email address, and you'll be alerted every time there's brand new content that comes out. We sadly reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I got to send out a shout and shout out and thanks to our audacious listeners and all those lovers of audaciousness. Uh, you are the ones that keep this thing going. And I really appreciate your tremendous ongoing support. It truly, truly, truly is appreciated. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.